Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't worry, man. I'm here. <laughs> oh, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I'm joined now by Doghouse from Federal Baseball. After a big 6-1 win in Atlanta's Turner Field, Nationals 9-1 and against the Braves this year. They lost the first and won nine straight since then. The Nationals are totally in the Braves' heads. Doghouse will start off with Jordan Zimmerman. <laughs> Eight scoreless versus the Braves last week in D.C. after going 0-3 with a 7-6-3 ERA and a 3-86, 4-19, line against and 15 in third innings pitch over his three June starts before that. Five and five on the year, three four two ERA, three one two FIP, two eighty three twenty one three sixty line against, and ninety two innings pitched so far this season. Starts the game tonight with fifteen straight straight strikes. I can talk. Uh, pounding the zone all night, curveball really sharp for the second straight outing. He talked after the last one about how good it felt. Fifty four pitches, forty three strikes, and four scoreless. Sixty seven pitches, fifty three strikes after five scoreless. Eighty two, sixty four after a fifteen pitch six. Ninety one, seventy strikes after a nine pitch seventh. Ends up going in seven and two thirds. Six hits, no runs, no walks. Six Ks, one hundred nine pitches, eighty five strikes. As the Nationals mentioned in twi- on Twitter after the game, seventy eight percent of his pitches were strikes, the highest strike percentage of his career in seven and two thirds or more. Just a dominant outing by Jordan Zimmerman, who's now shut the Braves out for two straight starts. Yeah, I was going to worry about the disturbing trend that when he went from eight scoreless to only seven and two-thirds scoreless. So by the end of the season, he'll be down to like six and two-thirds scoreless. And I, I'm not sure the bullpen can take that much strain. So try and up your game here, Jay Zim. Uh, a really great night. Uh, we were certainly agonizing uh, on enough of his starts earlier in the season when his command wasn't quite there and he was just catching too much of the plate. But tonight he was uh, he was throwing all his pitches for strikes, maybe not always on purpose. I'm thinking of that ridiculous curveball that he threw to Marquecas, I think, in the first inning to get him, get him striking out looking. That was just so, so ridiculous. I, I think – Mrs. Doghouse actually stood up and cheered on that strike three pitch, but uh, he was he was throwing strikes when he was needed. He was throwing stuff out of the zone, but close to it when he needed, and he was really commanding the edges of the zone, uh, in and out, up and down, and he was being unpredictable. Okay, he only struck out six in seven and two thirds. I'd prefer to see a strikeout in an inning or more. So, but I can't gross about that too much because the threat of the strikeout was there. So the Braves hitters were swinging. You know, I keep coming back to this because they saw his breaking stuff. They saw his off speed. He could throw it for a strike. So they wanted to, to swing the bat before they got to that put-away pitch. But he's commanding his, his pitches on the corners. So for the most part, they did not get good contact against him. And this is exactly what you like to see out of this sort of uh, – I'm, I'm going to claim this as P2K 
even though uh, Zim might might call it pitching to contact because you know he's around or close to the zone, but pitching dominantly and and you know we'll we'll, we'll call it P two P two victory. How about that P two win <laughs> P two W. I think he's right on the line too, as you mentioned. Six ground outs, four fly outs, six Ks. That's right about perfect mix of pitch to contact and pitch to strikeout. So dominant outing from Jordan Zimmerman. I think he threw before I lost count. First pitch strikes to thirteen of fourteen. So like you said, he's getting ahead in the count. The threat of him putting them away makes the Braves swing and they're making weak contact all night long and really just a dominant outing by Jordan Zimmerman on the mound. On the other side of it, Shelby Miller on the mound, winless in his last seven starts in spite of putting up a 2.70 ERA, a 2.50, 3.09, 3.35 line against and 43 and a third innings pitched over that stretch, 1.59 ERA, 2.14, 2.69, 3.38 line and six starts, 39 and two-thirds in Turner Field this season, six scoreless last time out before he gave up a run in D.C., two batters down and tonight, uh, two batters in, he's down one nothing. Bernard's fan single scores on an Espinosa double, 2 nothing on a two-out single to center by Wilson Ramos, and then he hangs a slider up for Clint Robinson, who just absolutely crushes it. He gone, as I put in my notes, two-run home run at that <laughs> point, 4 nothing. Uh, the Braves noted on their broadcast he's allowed one earned run on three hits and 15 starts leading up to tonight, gives up four hits and four runs in the first, and the Nationals pretty much got all they needed in that. And then it was the race to the ninth, as we've seen before, but really kind of roughed them up. I, I guess this one was a little bit more on Shelby Miller not being sharp at the start. And, and it's it's funny. You look at uh, Shelby Miller's line on the night. You know, he had 10 strikeouts in five innings. Granted, he also had three walks and gave up a lot of hard contact, but you know he's he's an impressive young talent, and I am I am angry that the the Braves have him. But uh, for as nervous as I felt for this matchup coming in, uh, you look at his record so far this year, and it's really uh, uh, not so much a flip side, but let's call it an echo of Zimmerman. In that, uh, I think they said on the broadcast he's averaging something like one and a half runs of support per start or something ridiculously small like that. So in spite of his good ERA, he's not getting any wins. And this is, you know, this is the the trials of being on a team that's deep into rebuilding and being one of the, you know, two or three good players on the team, you know, and now one fewer with, uh, with Freeman on the DL. And I, I do not miss him at all. (laughs) I I, I will not admit that right away. Uh, But, uh, uh, a, a solid young pitcher uh, who is who is going to be giving us fits, I'm sure, for for many seasons to come. And it's nice to see that when he makes some mistakes, leaves some pitches in places that are hittable, the Nats capitalized on it. Uh, they only did it for an inning. They got some other chances that they didn't cash in on, but they they made the most of an early opportunity here and didn't let him off after only getting two ones. So let's let's tip our hat to Clint Robinson here for the, the, the big put-away blow to put the game out of reach there and uh, silently wail and gnash our teeth over the, uh, the the rest of the Nats not turning this into, a, like, a ridiculous 12-to-1 blowout. I, I'm, I'm looking at you, Ian Desmond, in your shiny new hat. <laughs> Trying to pull up a tweet from uh, Andrew Simon from MLB, but just sticking on the subject of uh, – 
Clint Robinson. I, I'm not exactly sure, as we discussed on texting back and forth today, how he hit that slider, the slider up in the zone, <laughs> hanging up there that he somehow managed to take out the right field for the two-run blast at that point. There it is. I uh, made his first start in exactly a month on 5:22, 84 plate appearances, 3:11, 3:93, 4:86, 3 home runs, 10 RBIs, 10 walks, 7 Ks over that stretch for Clint Robinson, who really couldn't catch on with a major league team before the Nationals went out and found him this season, uh, signed him a uh, free agent deal, and he made the call about his spring training and somehow stuck around and really coming through for the Nationals so far. Mike Rizzo talked on uh, 106.7 The Fan today about uh, Doug Harris finding him, signing him, the fact that they liked his swing. It was a short, compact swing that they thought could play off the bench, but with all the injuries the National has, he's really getting a nice run here and impressing uh, in his first really extended stint in the majors. He's got to be impressed by what Clint Robinson's done so far. Uh, really, uh, Clint, Clint Robinson is just, uh, you know, he's he is the – the 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 icing on the gravy, uh, if, if you want to say it, in, in terms of uh, <laughs> unexpected delight here. Escobar worked out really well. Espinoza has had his uh, his resurgence, and then Robinson has proved not only to be serviceable, but possibly providing league league average production or better. Uh, what's happening here? You know, let, let's let Rizzo point to his head or, or point to Doug Harris's head, as the case may be here. Uh, he, he's really worked out nicely. And uh, as, as much production as we can see out of him, I'm, I'm happy to keep seeing, especially since our, our hope for resurgence of Tyler Moore has, has never really come through. You know, it, it's looking like you might have a chance at, at, at winning your wager against, uh, against Dave here, I think. Is, is is more up to five home runs so far in the season? Uh, four or five. I, I'm not exactly uh, sure. Yeah, He's but, not in the box score today, so I can't look him up easily. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess I guess Robinson's kind of stealing ABs from him now with his success, so maybe that's, that's going to impact your chances there on that, that, that particular matchup. But, you know, I, I'm happy to see it. You know, we've got another, another lefty threat here, uh, even if he's not starting, certainly off the bench. You know, you can think of him as Chad Tracy done right. <laughs> it is nice to have a nice lefty swing in the lineup after we lost Adam LaRoche to free agency this year. And maybe not the power hitter LaRoche is, but 271 average on the year after he goes one for four, two RBIs and a walk tonight. Nice run by Clint Robinson here, finally given the opportunity. So that's sort of fun to see. Nationals up 4 nothing after one. They add a run in the third. Danny Espinosa singles. You and Escobar bunts for a hit. One out later, Espinosa standing on third base when Wilson Ramos grounds the short. And this is our teachable moment, as I'm calling it for the night. AJ <laughs> grounded short. They throw home. AJ Pruszynski starts the run down. Espinosa's caught off a third between third and home. Pruszynski starts to run him down. Rather than running him down all the way, tries to throw the ball down the line, throws it away. Error at that point brings in the Nationals' fifth run of the game. So what did AJ Pruszynski do wrong in that run down there for our teachable moment? Well, I mean, the, the, the key to any rundown is throw the ball once. And uh, he, Espinosa was close enough to Uribe that he could have thrown the ball once and gotten him out. But for some reason, he threw the ball into foul territory instead of into fair territory where Uribe and Pruszynski were standing. So I don't know why he was throwing across the lane instead of down the lane that had been established there. 
apparently the Braves infielders didn't know what he was doing either because no one was prepared for it. They let the run score at that point. Five nothing Nationals at that point. They go on to win six to one. They held the Braves to two runs in three games, uh, two runs total in three games last week in D.C. Now three runs in four games after a six-one loss tonight. That's the Nationals' ninth straight win, and we'll follow up one contrived segment with another contrived segment. Our trivia for the night. Nats had an eight-game winning streak versus the Braves before tonight, nine straight going into the game. That's tied for the second-longest win streak against any one team. So the question for you, Doghouse, can you name the two teams, one they had a nine-game winning streak against head-to-head in their matchups, and one they had an 11-game winning streak that's the longest against any one team? What, who are those two teams? Oh, my gosh. Uh just just because I, I feel like they've been so hapless for so long, and I think they actually have another streak against them going right now. I'm going to guess one of them is the Astros. It is not the Astros. You have two more ah! guesses. Versus, uh, all right, let me think here. One, um, one, should, one should be easy. The other one I'd be surprised if he got. I'll say that. Well, f- frankly, given how I usually do with these trivia answers, I'd be surprised if I got either of them. Um <laughs> Oh, spit! I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, the the Braves again during the John Lennon era, and uh, the Dodgers. It's an ant and an ant. New York Mets. <laughs> they won nine straight from September 13th to May 19th in 2013 to 14. And the oh, Seattle Mariners. Oh, the longest winning streak they've had, June 2005 through August 2014. They won 11 straight, so they have to win two more against the Braves to tie that. If they sweep them, they'd be the second, I think the third straight sweep of the Braves this season, actually. So we'll see if they can do that in the next two nights. But winning the series is all that really matters. As we all know, let's not get gluttonous here. But nine straight after tonight's win. I should have remembered the Mariners because I think they capped it with that game where they pummeled King Felix. Yeah, I think that was the 11th straight one. You're right. Uh, speaking of streaks, Denard's fan, 19-game on-base streak going into tonight's game, 24 for 79 over that streak, 25 for 80 after his first at-bat tonight, extends it to 20 straight games where he's gotten on-base, leadoff single, scores to get him started right there. you got to keep him in the lineup, that back's been acting up, but when Denard's fan's in there, he's really a difference maker to look up years. Two for four, run scored in a walk tonight. Uh, Dave and I were discussing this the other night, whether or not we think Michael Taylor is ready to be taking over on an everyday basis next year. I tend to think Span has said he will and probably will test free agency unless the Nationals come up with a sweet deal for him. But do you consider bringing Denard Span at this back for more uh, at this point for more time in the nation's capital? I know Mike Rizzo after they signed him to an extension this year or picked up his option, I should say. Rizzo talked about thinking that he's the kind of guy who could keep up this production for a couple of years the way he plays the game. But what do you think about Denard's fans' future? Well, he showed us some old man consistency uh, over the last you know stretch of games here. But with with, with any player whose strengths are uh, sort of his his speed and his athleticism, you always have to be a little wary of of how they're going to age. And he, he certainly isn't showing a decline really this year, but you have to be worried about uh, the back trouble, which really hasn't been a problem before. And that might be a hint of problems that are, are, are going to get worse because, you know, much as 
I realize I have more trouble coming back from back spasms being a good bit older than Stan is. Uh, in, in baseball years, maybe we're probably about the same age here. So uh, uh, I, I, I think the for 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 center field for uh, a speed and athletic position, you want to go with the younger player if you can. Taylor certainly is not a span this season, but I think he's showing that he's getting in that direction. We've seen a lot of improvement out of him, you know, even over the, the half season of baseball that we've been watching him play so far this year. Uh, he's, he's been uh, getting more confident in the outfield. He's been getting a little bit better at the plate, uh, not, not getting so many of the, you know, the, the, the rookie swing and miss strikeouts. He's, he's, starting slowly to recognize curveballs and, and off-speed pitches. Uh, he, he took a nice walk tonight. Um, I, I think there's enough promise there that with the rest of this season of experience that he'll be able to step into that position next year. Now, granted, I, I think it is, it is, a, it is a sense that the, the Nats are going to give Span a qualifying offer. And if he takes it, I, I won't be upset. I will be amazed yeah, I, if he takes it, but it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, I was going to say, I'd be amazed if he takes it too, because someone out there is going to give him at least a two or three year uh, year deal. It'll probably be his last big year going into his 31, 32 age season. So I wouldn't blame him at all for going out there and getting what he can while he can. And I'm pretty sure after these two years he's put together the last two seasons, someone's going to give it to him. Speaking of Michael Taylor, oh, yeah, I'm sure we wrap up for yeah. Before we wrap up for the night, uh, had a nine-game hit streak going into tonight's game, 14 for 36 for a 389, 389, 528 line over that year, over that stretch, I'm sorry, 289, 316, 389 line so far in the month of June. I think I jinxed him out of this one, though. 0 for 2, two walks. He mentioned the nice at-bat where he took one, or ends up with two walks on the night, but his hit streak ends 250 on the year. I mentioned the day the other night that, I don't think he's necessarily a leadoff guy that could fit that role that Denard's fan is, but they have Trey Turner, uh, who they think can fit that role later in the later on a couple of years from now, maybe one or two years, depending on how quickly they move him up. But I think you're going to have Michael Taylor in this outfield for a long time going forward, not to just rehash what you said, but an impressive stretch from him in this last month. Yeah, and uh, there's somehow. Uh, a, a nice bit of talent coming up here in uh, in the minors, and, and Rizzo has somehow parlayed Steven Souza into perhaps an extra year or two of contention window for these Nats. Um, I, I salute you, Mike, and you we trust. <laughs> yes, with Joe Ross possibly coming up and fitting in the rotation, they think he could be a middle of the rotation starter. If not, you know, a little bit higher than that. I'd say middle rotation is probably what they're looking at for him in the future. Trey Turner, possibly their starting shortstop in the near future if he keeps on doing what he does, even though he's struggling a little bit in his first exposure at AAA, and they're moving him up quickly and challenging him this year. So we'll see where he ends the season. But Steven Sousa's hitting home runs and stealing bases, striking out a lot. Now that he's got an opportunity to play every day, he's impressing as well. So another one of those fair trades that Mike, William, Mike Rizzo has got a reputation for making, and everyone's happy with it so far. And the Nationals are happy after a 6-1 win tonight, nine straight over the Braves, as we mentioned. After an eight-game winning streak this week, they bounce back after the loss to the Phillies, win one right away, start a new streak, hopefully. 11 hits, six runs tonight. They are now, I believe, 43-34 and 34 on the year. 
two more with the Braves coming up. Max Scherzer on Thursday, Doug Fister tomorrow night. Matt Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com, signing off for the night. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Doug S. Go Nats. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.